Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw. Uh, I have a special guest here this week. Uh, this is my friend, Byron Rogers. I say friend, but we've chatted for a few months on, on Facebook, and I've been following what he's doing out there on Facebook and other social media. And I, immediately when I when I first saw him, I was like, everybody needs to hear what this guy has to say. Uh, so here he is on the show. Byron, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this episode of Gunfighter Cast is brought to you by Bravo Concealment Holsters. Use our coupon code GUNFIGHTER at checkout when you visit bravoconcealment.com and get 10% off your entire purchase. You can introduce you a lot better than I can introduce you. Uh, I know quite a few things that you do, but, but I want you to, to tell uh, the Gunfighter Cast audience here you know, what you do in in the world of the internet and uh you know for money too you know for your occupation yeah absolutely well i'm like i'm i'm kind of like a like a hybrid between soft and hard skills you know so i do a lot of stuff as a life coach as a speaker um as an author but um i came up in the marine corps man you know uh i just did four years in the grunts over there went over to iraq a couple times came back um by the grace of God, blown up, did all the fun stuff everybody else did over there. Nothing special, but, you know, I'm here by the grace of God. Um, after that, got into executive protection. Been doing that since I was 21 on an international level. Been over 50 countries doing executive protection. I'm 30 now. Um, so I've, I've seen a lot of different stuff. And that's really, that's my, been my primary vocation for the last, um, you know, seven, eight years since I was 21 is, is doing executive protection. And then also... Um, you know, doing a lot of the empowerment stuff, but so so not like one of the guys who say they do executive protection and they really protect the, the the low level like musician that nobody yeah 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 that pays sixty bucks to feel like he yeah, no. a bodyguard that night like like real for real executive for real for real yeah like 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 this is all I do you know it's not like I, sh- I fill the gaps with executive protection no this is all I do um, and so I've been really blessed with that and that's not even you know because because of me because I'm tight you know that happened. As a, you know, right place, right time, grace of God, you know, call it what you want to call it. But right person saw me, thought I had what it took, took me under his wing, you know, built me out, you know, showed me the way of the samurai, if you will, um, and, and helped me learn how to put out a good work product. So that's not even because I'm tight, but that is, um, that's what I, that's what I do with my life right now is I protect people, uh, for a living. And then, um, you know, my passion product, you know, when I say a fusion between hard skills and soft skills. Obviously, there's a lot of finesse to executive protection, but, you know, the internal stuff is the philosophy stuff. You know, I, I do a lot helping veterans transition out of the military um, uh, because, you know, that's what I went through when I got out. Um, and that stuff is extremely rewarding. And I work with civilians as well, you know, because that mentality that us Marines have, you know, really what I believe it is, is we're all looking to find our new fight. You know, it's, it's a battle between finding purpose. It's a battle of, you know, manifesting or bringing into reality what it is you know you deserve in life. You know, what it is you know is yours, rightfully yours, deep down inside. This is a fight we're all entrenched in. Every single one of us, every single day of our lives. And so that's the fight that I, um, I've really given my life to, not only for my own sake, but for the sake of those who I work with, um, you know, on those levels as well, you know, doing the kind of more hands-off stuff. Right. Man, that's, uh, that's cool. You know, I, you know, I do a few things in the, uh, the vet industry. <laughs> I call it an industry because there's people who treat it very heavily like it's an industry. Yeah. How can I make more money off vets? Uh, and then there's the <laughs> negative side that, you know, ooh, there's money to be made off veteran suicide, and nothing pisses me off more than that right there. Uh, the people that are just trying to make dollar bills off of it. Yeah. And, but you know, it, it's awesome seeing somebody real 
in there and, and really getting after it and, and saying things. And sometimes it's the hard truth, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and I've got a lot of buddies who have never served in the military and they see some of the things that, that I, I put out there to the, the military community, the veteran community. And they're like, man, I'm, I was thinking the same thing, but it's not my place to say that. I can't. I can't say that they're they're being you know hypersensitive about this. I can't say that they're being uh, you know entitled. I can't say those things, but mm-hmm. you can because you're one of them, you know. And it's uh, we we need we need that. And uh, Heck yeah. if you guys haven't ever seen anything that Byron Rogers you know throws out there, he'll be coming back from the gym, sitting in his car, <laughs> and just put out some like five minute super thought provoking video live on Facebook, uh, that makes you want to get up and go run five miles. Uh, and and then, you know, really take a realistic look at yourself and and where you want to be, you know, you're really motivating guy. I appreciate that brother. Those. Yeah, man. So the primary listener on gunfighter cast is these are armed citizens. Yeah. These are, these are, I I consider them the top 1% of society. They're the most generous. Uh, the most, the nicest, the most thoughtful. They're they're just uh, they're they're awesome people. They are not deplorables. Right? Yeah. So they they these are these are good solid people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but a lot of them need need a little bit of guidance sometimes, just like I do, just mm-hmm. like you do, you know, and everything else. And I, that's why Gunfighter Cast exists because basically. About ten years ago, there was a I saw a sea of misinformation on the internet. Yeah, and and I wanted to to provide some better information, and then I just started talking, and then next thing you know, people started listening, and and then I realized like, wow, I've got to make sure that I get this right because people are trusting me and listening yeah. to me. So I've got to make sure that I'm putting out the right information and having the right people on the show, and mm-hmm. honestly, it's a huge responsibility the way the way I think of it. Um, so for you. In what you do in your mindset, take that veteran thing and, and what you do for your coaching and helping people be motivated. We're talking about uh, training, carrying a gun, mindset, you know, all those things. Uh, what would you recommend to, you know, the listeners of the Gunfighter Cast, uh, um, some of your top priorities for them to evaluate and think about and, and get after? Um, I mean, you guys sound like you've, you've already got the primary check and the, one of the really big checks in the box. I, was, I say it like this to, you know, civilians and those who don't understand our, our mentality <clears throat> um, when it comes to, you know, combat and protecting ourselves and protecting our family. You know, you've got a few obligations in life. You've got to, you know, find food, water, shelter. But there's another huge one, and you've got to be able to uh, protect yourself. That's just as important as finding that food, water, and shelter. Right. You know, and I, I like to also add another one. You know, you need, you want to be able, if you can take a life, you also want to be able to, um, to save a life too. You know, as, as an executive protection agent, that's also a huge responsibility. Um, but when it comes to just everyday life, um, when we're training, when we're, we're walking through this thing, I think it's really important to be deliberate. Um, it's so easy for us to lose ourselves and the ocean of, you know, insignificant minutiae that we find ourselves in. <clears throat> and both speaking, like, you know, tactically and philosophically, um, there's so much out there to distract us. There's so much out there to take us off of our passion, um, take us off of what it is we want to create. You know, like, you know, guys get out of the military or, you know, maybe you're retiring or maybe you, your kids just moved out of the house or whatever, like, big life thing it is, you know. Um, I find that it's really easy to identify this is this is a big one for me right now is identifying with things that are outside of you you know identifying with your job identifying with your vocation identifying with what you're doing in life right now like you know identifying with just taking care of your family or whatever it is or you know when those things move 
inevitably we find ourselves in these like crossroads where it's like, well, what's my value now? Who am I really now? You know, um, you know, I always ask vets like, who are you without your military ID? You know, if you lose your rank tomorrow, who are you? Um, and so I think, you know, as, as we open our eyes and we're in this society and we look around in the world, you know, you're being told every single minute on television, you're not good enough. What you have isn't good enough. Uh, when you buy this new this, you're, you're going to be, you know, you'll be better. The girls will like you if you drink this, if you use this. Um, you're not good enough, buy this stuff. It's a, just a consequence of our society. But one of the things that I think is really important is to be very deliberate about remembering that you are the common denominator to every single equation that you are faced with in life, both tactically. And I think everything's tactics. I think this whole entire life, like what we're doing here is all tactics. As far as I'm concerned, we're all engaged in a fight. We're all engaged in the same fight to do and be and love and experience and to live our life the way we want with who we want, how we want. That's the whole entire thing we're doing here, you know, and with all of this stuff that's going on, you're swimming upstream if you're trying to maintain. You've got to remember that your identity and your value comes from you as the common denominator in every single one of these equations. When you find yourself in a life or death struggle, the value that you have, that you've built, you're what I call individual capital that you've built is what you're going to bring to that equation. Uh, additionally, every single day of your life when, you know, like I always say, nothing will lead you closer to destruction than comfort. Every single day of your life when you're going to that cubicle or going to that job that you're taking for granted or whatever's happening, you're also in that same moment living and stinking dying for something. You're, whether you realize it or not, whether you're just like, you know, I just want to pass the time, get through my day job. This sucks. I want to go back home and be with my wife and kids or whatever. Hey, you know, I want to add consciousness. I want to add awareness to the fact that just like if you were in that gunfight or just like it's just as serious because those are the moments of your life that are passing you by. The only thing, they can, they're unredempt. You cannot redeem those moments. You can't redeem these hours. You can't redeem these days. Those are rounds down range, brother. Just like we say in Ringo, rounds down range. Can't do nothing about it right now. Let's go. Can plot your next shot. You know, take your time, breathe, set up that good, uh, your good firing stance, get that sight pitcher side alignment, and let's go. That's every single moment of your stinking life, you know. And so I think there's so much to be said for being deliberate as if you were in a gunfight. You know what I mean? As if you were lining up your sights, as if you were, you know, paying attention to your fatal frontal, as if just as intense moment to moment as you can be, you know, if you're in a high stress tactical situation, you know, because these moments, man, they're so precious, you know, and they're sliding, they're, they're passing us by. The only thing you can't so get I, back. I, I run into those distractions all the time. We all do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I used to run like 60 miles a month. You know, that's what I, I, I never, I never liked running. And then suddenly <laughs> like my last few years in the Marine Corps, I found this running thing that I really enjoyed listening to audiobooks while I was running. Heck I, yeah, I was, brother. always listen to music and Get listen to music it. doesn't work for me, but I listen yeah. to audiobook. I forget that I'm even running. So, and then I got to the point where you know, I got out and I was, I dropped down to 30 and then I dropped down to 10 uh -huh, and man. then, and then I'm at zero, yep. you know, and, and right, right now I'm back up to about eight, you know, and it's, uh, 
but I keep making the excuses why why I can't do it tonight, why I can't do uh-huh. it tomorrow, uh-huh. uh, why the roads aren't so good, the traffic's bad. The the I keep coming up with all these excuses yep. and, and distractions. Well, I've got to work on this tonight. I'm in a couple of college courses. I don't have time to do that. Mr. Resistance. Home and I don't even touch the college courses. Yep. Yep. But I, I justify all these things for myself. And and people and I do the same thing with firearms training. I'm like, well, you know, um, you know, I'm already pretty decent. You know, I'm always better than everybody else that comes to class. So maybe I shouldn't put in the effort and, and do it. So I'm going to go do something else instead. So I, I find myself, even where I'm at and, and what I do for a living, I find myself finding excuses to not train and do the things that I love. And and I, I don't, I'm not that into guns. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy about guns. Like they they don't, they're not, they don't interest me that much. Yeah. I don't know what the barrels are made of. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, you know? I dig it. It's like, uh, I, my, I dig the software, you know, yeah. the software is integration with the hardware. That's what I, that's, Heck what yeah. I, that's my quest for expertise. Love and it. It's, um, uh, but if, if there was no guns, I would teach people how to use that katana that you have in your hand. Right hey. That's what I would do is be a sword fight teacher. You know, right, whatever. right. I dig um, it, man. But I, even that's my passion. That's what I love so much. And I love transferring that knowledge. And I love making sure my knowledge is, is, is continuing to grow. Yeah. And I'm reevaluating what I was teaching and what I am teaching to make sure I'm teaching the best, most current. Um, it's I, I still find excuses not to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what kind of advice would you give me? Like, how do I overcome that, man? How do, how do, how do the people listening to this show... That need to get out there and get some more physical training, yep. some more PT. They need to get out there and they need to go take some Krav Maga or some kind of other martial art and actually feel what it's like to have to throw a punch when their heart's beating out of their chest and they have no more, their muscles are at muscle failure. You know, uh, they need to figure out how to draw a gun in that situation. They need to, they need to get to that that point where uh, my buddy Ryan Hoover, the founder of Fit to Fight, he 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 says uh, one of his slogans is "There's growth in discomfort." Yep. You know, like I, I don't really grow unless I'm not comfort, comfortable. And uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And you said a similar thing a few minutes ago. So w- what advice would you give me or the uh, the listener out there with that same issue? Yeah, no, I mean, I love that stuff, man. That's where it's at. That's what see, see, to me, you know, and I've, I've been conditioning myself to this, you know, year after year after year. And I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress, you know, like to me, our only true enemy is inside of us, you know. But it's there for a reason. It's beautiful how life is so designed to exploit our weaknesses and exploit our weaknesses in ways that are going to cause us to either evolve or devolve, man. If you're not growing, you're going, you know. You look outside, anything that's not growing, you're not making progress, there is no stagnation, okay? You cannot, as a consequence of your being, as a human being, you're making decisions, you're creating reality. Indecision is decision. You can't not create. You can sit on the couch if you want. You're creating a situation for yourself, you know? And I, I think it's so beautiful how, you know, life is designed to exploit these vulnerabilities inside us internally and even externally at times. But when it comes to Mr. Resistance, I forget what book that was from. It's not coming to me right now. But if you look up Mr. Resistance, you're going to find uh, this awesome book. I think it's like The Battle of Creativity or something like that. What you just described is, is just like a book that I'm in the middle of right now called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And this uh-huh. book seems a little, it seems a little uh, sales pitchy in it, you know, like uh, like maybe middle of the night, you know, you're up late, you're hungry, and, and you're, you've got the slim fast commercials on the TV and you're feeling sorry for yourself. He actually uses that analogy in the book. But the things he talks about is what you were just talking about. And the idea behind The Compound Effect is those small decisions that you're talking about making. Yeah. If you're sitting on the couch and drinking one more beer than you normally do, add six months to that. 
and if you add the caloric intake of that one extra beer a night, sitting just on the one, couch and not just one calorie, you're talking about thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's it's uh it's it's very these small little tiny things decisions that we make add up to these massive things. Uh, even if it's putting away a small amount of money over time, it adds these this compounding effect. Uh, just like compounding interest, it, it can be applied to every single thing in our life, and uh, it's a it's a really cool way of thinking about things. And I don't want to get all like like middle of the night infomercial. <laughs> fighter cast here but you know, there's a lot i believe there's a lot of truth to that um and you said something to me the other day uh about whenever you're you're in that frame of mind like that's kind of all you can think about and it helps you make better decisions uh and and that was uh it, it made a lot of sense man because that, that's how i have when i'm in the middle of one of these books i completely use that book in every aspect of my life you know and, and it's powerful i'm sorry i interrupted you but you were talking about the uh the what's it called that you couldn't remember the book yeah no worries mr resistance um i mean two things you know like that's what i love about audiobooks the audiobook journey bro to be able to download information into your mind day and night like you're in your commute commute going to work you're downloading information zig ziglar said you can get a uh the equivalent to a four-year degree in one year sitting in your car Listening to audiobooks on the way to and from work if you got a 20 minute commute. I mean, you got, I mean, to me, you know, the realization that um, you are where you are based on the sum total of the decisions you're making. You know, your life is, you are the common denominator. Your life is just the, the, the fruit of your labor. It's, it's just the sum total of the decisions you're making. You want more, you hear me say it all the time. You want more in life, you gotta become more. How do you become more? You make higher quality decisions. How do you make higher quality decisions? You get higher quality information. How do you get higher quality information? You got to spend time with people who want what you have and who make higher quality decisions. Well, they're not readily available to me, Byron. Cool. Go outside, find their audiobooks, find their content, find the people who have what you want that you can find online in the age of information, find their podcasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, spend time with their, their thoughts, spend time with their hearts because that's what they pour into their work. You know, that's and that will build your individual capital. That's what I call your individual capital, man. It's what you bring to every single equation. It is the algorithm by which you make decisions and govern your life. So boom, audiobook plug. These things, you know, upgraded my life a few years ago once I started getting into that. Invaluable. Um, but clicking back to the uh, click back to the first topic you were talking about, about fighting Mr. Resistance, man, on a daily basis. You know, the 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 little scientific backdrop, you know, that um that I'm familiar with is, you know, you know, I got the little psychology degree and I've studied this stuff, but you know, your subconscious mind is one million times stronger information processor than your focal conscious mind, man. You know, we're over here thinking we're making decisions because we know what we're talking about. Your subconscious mind is managing so many different systems inside your body. And these things, you know, like breathing and fighting off thousands of free radicals as we speak. Right, we're, we're, we're talking about managing habits, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like getting habit. there. So we're managing habits. And the more good habits we have, great. But yeah. but your your subconscious mind manages all these things that we've made habitual. And that's one of the beauties of the human body. Yeah. Right? So, so we have these habits that we've formed and that we've made. That way we don't have to think about going and brushing your teeth in the right. morning or putting the key in the car. Yep. We can use the conscious mind to solve more bigger world problem yeah right? exactly and the new stuff but you know and and just breaking it down like really quickly 
Yo, your subconscious mind remembers every single thing that's ever happened in your entire life. It remembers every emotion you have ever had in your entire life. It's got an algorithm that tells you what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. Your focal conscious mind, the, the little guy who's like, I'm going to run, you know, you're just t- saying the other day, I'm going to go out running because I'm going to do this, this many miles, you know, 60 miles a month or 30 miles or whatever. That's just a decision you're making in your focal conscious mind and your awareness. You get what in life you deserve. You aren't living in alignment with what you want. You're living in alignment with who you are on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, that's why I love the gym. There's no way around it. Yeah, I mean, the numbers, that's who you are. Yeah, you can fudge it a little bit on your form, whatever, but you're, st- you're still going to be stuck at that whatever form you're doing bad number until you get better, better at your better form, <laughs> if that made sense. You know what I mean? But the point is, when we're trying to go for more in life, there is this high friction, you know, this time where we have to become the person. You know, where we have to literally fight ourselves and we have to win over the other aspects of our mind and our consciousness that are like, you want to be the number one salesperson? You go pick up the phone to make sales calls and now all of a sudden you're like, you know what, maybe I should check my emails, you know? And you start kind of backing down. You're like, you know, maybe some people got back to me. You think you're in charge and you got to realize that you need to develop the muscles. You need to develop the muscles that are going to give you that win. Not only, but, and that means you need to build the habit. So what we're all battling is that part of us that wants you to stay comfortable, that part of you that doesn't want you to experience the pain of going and doing that thing, and it'll tell you anything. The, the, the part of you that doesn't want you to experience rejection, so it tells you to go check Facebook and check emails instead of making sales calls. You know, And so bringing consciousness and awareness to that fact that, look, you know what? I'm making excuses right now, um, and it's just a part of me that's, that loves me. It's me loving me and trying to protect myself, but this is where... The fearless approach to life, you know, and I don't know if you guys have ever looked at Robert Greene's books, uh, The 50th Law of Power, 48 Laws of Power, some of my favorite books in the world. The fearless approach to life. I believe this is where that comes in because this is where you, you, I, 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 when I work with people and, and in my own life, the discipline I've been trying to implement that I find invaluable is, you know, to do the thing you fear until the death of fear is certain. Like to get so aggressive with it. Because I really do look at this as combat. And that's part of my therapy after, you know, getting out of the Marine Corps and being what I like to call combat-tutionalized. Where, you know what? You know, life's just different. And sometimes you just want to have more fun than you're allowed to have. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that, there's an aspect, yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know, where you feel like, you know, like a lot of my vets get out of the Marine Corps and they feel like they're a Lamborghini forced to drive in a school zone for the rest of their life. Like they feel like, you know, like like they, they're a carnivore being forced to eat, you know, be a vegetarian forever now because they got to figure out how to get down back here and there's no more fight and things are way more complicated. And I say it's just as dangerous here as it is over there, but it'll kill you slower and it'll kill you different. But, you know, and we know that as we see the statistics of suicide, you know, and that's a rabbit hole. But the deal is, if you want to do something for yourself, the most valuable thing you can do for yourself in 24 hours is to find the thing you fear, find the thing you're uncomfortable with, even if it's a subtle fear of camouflaging itself with something else, and go do that thing. And condition yourself to be like, wait a minute, am, am I afraid of this right now? You know, when you start hearing all the excuses, when you start hearing all the really good reasons why you can't yeah, do it, gotcha. you know what? This is a target indicator right here. That's so what this I, is. I, I, use, I use the same analogy um, when I'm teaching people fundamentals of how to shoot. You know, brand new shooters that, that have no idea what a good trigger press 
yeah. is like. I will have a lot of year experience, many year experience shooters that have no idea what a good trigger press feels like. I'm talking about the trigger press where you felt every single piece of that trigger, and if the trigger is 4.9 pounds of pressure, that's how much pressure you you applied. You didn't you didn't press a five pound trigger with 17 and a half pounds of pressure. You perfectly pressed the trigger like a perfect golf swing when mm -hmm. the golf swing feels absolutely money and it hits that sweet spot. That's just know that it. you get. That's how you when the when the trigger. And once you understand how to replicate a perfect shot, and you understand at the gun and you don't even have to look at the target when you've taken a bad shot you know that's that's whenever you're able to recognize it so that that mindset shift that you're talking about is kind of the same thing you know i'm, I'm constantly evaluating myself and i'm being aware of, of the small decisions that i'm making and i'm like you know what i i am i'm i'm being a little pansy about this right yep. now like I, like I, I, I do, I see what you're doing and, and I do that when I used to be running, you know, and, and all that stuff. I, I like, are you really going to slow down right now? Are, are, are you, would, 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 would Dan Daly yeah, slow yeah, down yeah, yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know and Michael you, Monsor jumped on a grenade. Yeah. He would slap you in the face right yep, now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. think about stupid things like that, but, uh, but it's, uh, that's what, what gets me going and that's, that's how yeah, my mind brother. works and, and I, I, I get angry at myself and, and I feel, yeah. you know, less of a man. Heck yeah. And, but it's. But then I've lost a lot of that, man. Yeah. Like I, I have, and I, I think because I don't have a bunch of 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds that have to go with me on runs anymore yep. like I did in the Marine Corps. Yep. So um, I'm, I'm out here, and it's a little bit different, and I'm having to... I'm having, I don't have the exterior influences. Uh, it's all got to be interior. Yep. You know? That's exactly what I'm talking about, man. And that's where that mindset is. That's where that software upgrade comes in. And there is so much to be said, you know, for... I mean, I look at it as like, I look at it as like, it's like my spark. It's like the only thing I got, you know, like I thank God my father was a disciplinarian and my mother was a disciplinarian. And then the Marine Corps got a hold of me because I look around and I, I hold my little bit of spark. It's like, you're trying to start a fire. You got your ember and it's my little bit of spark of discipline. You know what I mean? And I don't got much. I don't have much, you know, it's a humble little spark of discipline and it's gotten me <laughs> this far and I protect it, you know, and I wake my, myself up and I, and I do my best to go to the gym. You know, I wake up at like 4 35 a.m even on just on my just cuz just cuz that i gotta keep that little edge sharp and i you know i go through mountains and valleys and seasons and i you know back off and i get hard again but in life there's so much to be said for that because if you don't have discipline you can't do anything you can't achieve anything you can't make anything you know because i, I was explaining it to my instructors that I, yeah nine of them now at point blank here where i work in, in charlotte uh, -huh. uh point blank range charlotte north carolina you know like right part. right um yeah. the uh Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, the the Navy SEAL commanders, yeah. that were that these are talking about. These were this is Michael Monsors, like platoon commander and task force commander. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kyles, uh, Mark mm -hmm. Lee, like like some some freaking heroes. You know, that are amazing people. These were their bosses. Yeah. Uh, and they wrote the book Extreme Ownership. I sent them an email, hoping to get them on the, the show uh, here, and and that would be amazing. Awesome. But you just talked about one of the things that they push very hard is how discipline creates freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 at face value, you think it's the opposite. And, and a lot of times I've thought it was the opposite. Yeah. And I, I, even up until a couple of weeks ago, when I'm listening to, to their explanation and their way of thinking, yeah. even though they're using terms that I've heard my entire Marine Corps career, um, the way they explained them, just they just kept slapping me in the face. Like, yeah. you don't know nothing. You don't understand any of this leadership stuff. That's the good and stuff. It, 
it, it blew my mind. And, and one of the things he talked about was how discipline creates freedom and time. And you get more time because you're more structured. And where before you didn't have time available to spend on that thing that you needed to. But because you were more disciplined in your approach to everything else and it felt like you were in a box, it allowed you to have more time to do the other things. And you were actually more free to make better decisions. Boom. And it was, it was, it was amazing. Uh, that book's uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and, and Leif Babin. Uh, I don't get anything for selling that thing, but it, it's, a, it, it's a great book, guys, if you, if you can check it out. That book's awesome. I'm going over it for the second time, actually, as we Same. speak, man. When we, I, I'm over, over that thing a second time. But that principle, man, I talk about that same principle, and I always say the easy road is the hard road. The easy road becomes unbearably difficult in the end. You know, it's, you just, you, you either, you're going to pay to play. You either pay now or you pay later. And like if you want that freedom on the back end, you just gotta you just gotta condition yourself to the standard. You know, like when I get guys and they're like, I'm tired, I'm hurting, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, okay. It's almost like it's it's not even almost like I look him in the eyes and it's like, well, if you want rest, you know, it's that old saying, you know, don't ask for an easier life. Pray that you can become a harder man. No, but that's really what it is, though. You know, like the only person who's going to get you to a place of rest in your life is you, you know, and the same way we did things in the Marine Corps. I mean, attack the attacker kind of thing. And um, the easy road becomes the unbearably difficult road in the end. You've seen it. You spend all your money now and then you have nothing. You know, it's I I that one principle is is, is, is huge. And I've 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 always been an advocate of that. That discipline is all we have, you know, and as warriors, we know the value of that. And it really is a lifelong fight to be able to make a lifelong uphill battle in some ways to be able to maintain that. But it's something that we have to do. And it's something that we need to be deliberate about. You know, if I feel like literally all the self-help books and all the studying and work I've done in terms of trying to build out my internal framework or the software that I'm running my life, it all comes down to really one, one, there's a few main quotes, but the one quote that's really gotten me the most, the farthest is that simple. The first time I heard it was Ronnie Coleman. There ain't nothing to it but to do it. And what ends up happening, <laughs> it's so simple. No and, cliches, right? Yeah, man. Wisdom <laughs> is simple. It's, it's simple. You know, how to, you know how to save money. You know how to lose weight. It's just knowing the path. And walking the path are two entirely different things, right? So here we are, you know. And I well, sit the there and, thing, if I, you know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna say that if I, I've, I've I've been working on conditioning myself to get to that, what you were saying is, if you feel yourself procrastinating, you need to change that from something that you can be seduced by into something that is like it's time to attack the attacker. I'm being ambushed right now, and I need to go ahead and kill this thing because the self-efficacy which is knowing that you can, which is what this all comes down to. The self-confidence, you know, um, which is what this all really does come down to as well, is so valuable because it will pay you back immeasurable dividends in so many different areas of your life if you just find a way to conquer that on a daily basis, anytime it shows up. Yeah, so that's the the beauty of of most of the people who listen to this show and and myself. We're accepting responsibility for our own personal safety and our family safety. Heck yeah, they, they take that responsibility on. You know, they they carry a gun and and they're maybe they they everybody doesn't know how they're going to react when violence comes, but they know how they plan to react and they work on it and they make sure that they're there and they show up for that fight and they they take care of what they need to and they take care of their families. Yeah, and they they put in that effort. And and I, I that's why I say you know the, the top one percent of the nation man they're they're amazing uh, it's the people I get to teach every weekend it's it's, it's awesome but 
taking that responsibility can go a little bit further. You know, I, I believe that that if this episode of Gunfighter Cast is a failure, it's not because you're a bad guest. It's because I was a bad host and I didn't ask you the right questions. I didn't talk to you the right. I interrupted you too many times. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I wanted to keep you going the right direction, but my perception of the right direction was wrong. Uh, if one of my employees fails, it's my fault, right? Like if 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 something happens, like it, it's not anybody else's fault. Yeah. If my family. If I don't have milk in the fridge next week, it's not because the the situation and the events didn't work out, and I lost my job because of that that mean boss or that somebody else. No, it's my fault. Like I, I didn't get across to my boss the way I need. I didn't. I didn't push leadership up to yep. command. Get him. I didn't. Like it, it's all. It's all my fault. It's not anybody else's fault. Where I'm at and what I do. If I have to draw my gun tomorrow, yeah. And and there's a guy who who thinks he's going to smoke me, and and he gets me. It's my. It's fault. my fault. And, and, and the work <laughs> yeah. for it. it. It's not because I was in the wrong place in the wrong time and everything. It's my fault. And I'm. And, and if I do good and I win and I create my own luck because of the the time and effort I put into it. Yep. You know. And that's. That's, that's that's the way I I try to look at the world. Now it's easy to forget that all the time and make excuses because we all do that, right? We want to feel good about ourselves, um, but but then whenever I sit down and, and I, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I you got nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah, you know, man. Uh, you, but when I'm doing good, I I rarely can blame myself. I blame yeah. a little bit of myself for doing good. But then I, a lot of it goes to relationships. Heck yeah, man. Know, with the other people, how how they help me. But failures. When I really look at those failures. They're all me, man. Heck yeah. They're, they're all me. And brother, it's an honor and a friggin' privilege. You know what I mean? To me, you know, two things. One, any and everything that comes into your life positive is going to come through a relationship. You know, your boss, the opportunities you've been able to experience. If you sit back and look at even, you know, money is the result of how many people you can help, how many people you can serve. You're paying bills. Why? Because these people, these relationships you have with these companies are giving you a service and they're helping you, you know. Everything that comes in and out of your life, positive and negative, is coming through relationships. But on top of that, I mean, not on top of that, additionally, uh, to go back on what you were saying about responsibility, brother, you know, to me, you know, it's all about controlling what you can control. And I refuse to give up responsibility because you know what? You can't change what you can't take responsibility for. So if something happens in my life that I like, if something happens in my life that I don't like, the question is, it's not, oh, because I was working with such and such and such and such is lazy. No, it's I didn't motivate that person. You know what? You know what? This person's, even if this person's absolutely useless, you know what? The bottom line is this. You can have results or you can have excuses. I want results in my life. It's not even about you. It's not about the other person. It's about the fact that I'm moving towards my destiny. And if you're useless, then guess what? I'm going to go around you. I'm going to go under you. I'm going to find a way to motivate you. I'm going to find a way to help you. I'm going to do absolutely any and everything in my power to get results because this is my life. And I refuse to give my my power away. By shifting responsibility or blame shifting. I'm not even going to give my anger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not even going to be like, – they're you know? not even worth it. Like I don't even have time for this. It. Exactly. It, it's, I should, if I'm going to be angry, it shouldn't be at them. I should be at myself because yeah. I should have done it better. Yeah. I, I should have influenced them better. And so not even ran into that situation. Yeah, and sometimes it's like, you know. Byron, we could go on about this forever. Easy. We got we, we to talk some more, man. Heck but yeah, I brother. want you to, I want everybody, uh, tell us about your book and, and what you, you, just, you just released. Okay, boom. Finding Meaning After the Military. Um, you know, this is a book about getting out. Well, it's really a book about identity. You know, it's a book about getting out of the military or, or even shifting any different uh, phase that you may be in life that, you know, you fell. So in- it's not just for, for, for veterans. Nah, I mean, it's not. Is, there's, there's concepts here that apply to everybody. Absolutely. You know, because, you know, understand tactics and you can you can deal with a specific problem. But if you understand principles, principles are applicable to all things. Gravity affects everybody. You know, no matter what. So yeah, these principles are, are 
are these principles are applicable to everything and um, anyone in any walk of life, you know, that's willing to to lend an ear to kind of a military uh, viewpoint standpoint and, and and way of approaching issues in life, such as you know moving through different phases, over identifying with where you were, and not being able to find value in yourself based on your new reality and new situation. Um, and in the book, I talk about my own personal struggle. I talk about my own personal. Um, troubles, but also I talk about the software I use to upgrade my mind, to upgrade my internal uh, capital and, and my individual capital, my internal stuff, in order to really push through uh, the opposition that I found after I got out when I was dealing with, you know, the weight of freedom, you know. I'm going to be free. The weight of freedom is real, man. When you wake up, because when you oh, wake I up. No, I, I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. You, don't have, you, you wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and you're expecting like master sergeant to call. Yeah. Or something. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like it's, that doesn't happen when you're retired or you get out, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, you don't have any place to be. Yeah. You know, it's, brother. Uh, it, it's so different, man. And you, it is, you man. look in the it. mirror and you, you're like, wait a minute, this was supposed to be tight, but the only thing I have are the results that I've created. And then what is, what do these results say about me? You know what I mean? And then and then yep. the atrophy of identity begins. And this is where, you know, yeah, you look in the mirror and you're like, I was that squad leader. I was that gunner sergeant. I was that XYZ owner of the company, big, big, you know, wig at the top of the thing. You know, I used to have people's lives in, in, in my hands and millions of dollars of equipment. You know, I was this big, bad dude. But now out here, like, hey, man. You can only tell your Iraq story so many times. No one really cares. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why that's, you that's and why John Rambo. Tell them, man. Yeah, tell bro. People, like, look, like maybe maybe you can look at my resume if you want, and maybe yeah. it's impressive. Maybe it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Don't judge me off what I've done. Judge me off what I can do right now. In this and moment. Wait till you see what I'm going to do tomorrow. Yep. Because I'm going to keep working. Yeah, man. So you know, the book basically I break everything down into um, different principles that I use my own personal experience. Um, I talk about the process I've created, the finding meaning after the military process, um, uh, which is basically broken down into four modules. Identity, purpose, fulfillment, sustainment. Identity, who you are, who you've been, deciding who you want to be tomorrow because the only reason you are who you were is because you chose to – you saw a poster – you talk to somebody and you're like, you know, I'm going to go be a Marine, you know, identity. So that identity piece is huge because you're only going to get in life what you really genuinely believe you deserve. Not what you think you wanted, you want, but what you know you deserve. That's where you're going to stop. Um, and then purpose, you know, finding your purpose. Like what is the one thing you really could do uh, without needing to get paid because the the emotional payoff, the getting on a different uh, what's that called? Incentive program. Getting on a different economy of the invaluable emotional payoff you get when you do something. Um, finding your purpose. Um, fulfillment. Um, that's just how you're going to do it. Coming up with an actual plan of going after doing it and then sustaining. Those are your daily habits, man. Your life's made up of habits. We touched on that. But um, I talk about that process and you know a lot of perceptual empowerment uh, in that book in terms of just learning how to find the purpose and the pain of what you're dealing with in order to unlock the potential that's readily available to you at any moment in the processes of life that you're currently experiencing just by shifting the way you're looking at them. Because we choose what we believe and that's what gives power to what it is we live. 
Byron, and I'm sure there's uh, a few people listening right now. I'm like, oh, I didn't know Gunfighter Cast was an infomercial, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. Because, you know, it, it seems that way. And and some of these books that I listen to and read, there's a lot of little nuggets of things that I just fall in love with. And I really, I see them have a positive effect on me. But then a lot of them have this kind of infomercial feel to it. You know, nah. Uh, that a few of them, like the extreme ownership didn't at all, but a few of them do every once in a while. But, you know, I challenge the listener who's sitting there thinking that right now, pick up some of those books, like get Byron's book, pick up uh, Jocko and and Leif's book, uh, Extreme Ownership, listen to that thing or or read it, and I will give you your money back for this episode if it doesn't change your life. Gunfighter Cash is free, Byron, so (laughs) (laughs) not to give anything back. Uh, I guess you didn't know that. but I, 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 it will, and you will send me a message and say, "Hey, you know what? You were right, man." I, I, st- I started thinking along a lot of the things that I was in the middle of reading and listening to, uh, and it, it's positive, man. It's positive. You're not going to get anything negative out of it, and which is, uh, which is the best thing. Where can they find your book, Byron? You can find it on ByronRogersMotivation.com. Um, that's my website. You can download the first chapter free, see what you think about it, and then if you want to go down that path, do it. But one thing I will say. And there's a principle I get from Bruce Lee, and I take it with me everywhere. In this life, I will absorb what is useless, disregard what is – I will absorb what is useful, disregard what is useless, and add what is essentially my own. No one can tell you how to do your life but you. That's the beauty of it. you got to figure it out. So absorb what is useful, disregard what's useless, and add what is essentially your own. Awesome. Check out ByronRogersMotivation.com and, and pick up his book, man. You know, even if, even if it's a horrible book, you're helping out a nice <laughs> combat Marine, right? Uh, no, it, Appreciate I, you guys. I've, I've read through like uh, half of the first chapter, and that's uh, about as far as I am through it, and it, it's good stuff. And uh, Byron, if you follow him on Facebook, and you'll catch a lot of his little live videos and, and see them after they're live. And, uh, you know, they're, they're good motivations for the day, man. Makes you, makes you think a little bit while you're on that commute or going to work or, or whatever you're doing. Uh, great guy to follow for some positive information. There's so much negativity out there all over social yeah, media, yeah. so much of it. And, uh, you know, having some, some positive things in your life without sounding too much like a hippie, dude, it, it, makes, a, it makes a huge difference. It really does in yeah. everything. Um, thank you guys for listening to Gunfighter Cast. Uh, we're so happy to be back and, uh, and putting out more episodes. Uh, if you enjoy Gunfighter Cast and, and you think each episode's worth a dollar, two dollars uh look in the show notes and and click our patreon account and and say pledge one dollar a show two dollars a show whatever you think it's worth if you think it's worth anything if not it doesn't matter they're going to keep coming out they're going to keep being free uh whether you put any money out there or not uh but i would appreciate it you can think of it like a tip jar byron thanks a lot for coming on uh on the show man uh i really appreciate it maybe uh some of the listeners will shoot me some feedback or some information on your page or my page and whenever you have something to talk about something you're fired up about you let me know and uh you get on here and we'll do it again heck yeah brother thanks a lot daniel i'm honored man genuine honor and a privilege um, that you have me on here, brother. You know, so I, I really appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate your your crowd and who you're talking to, man. This is this is valuable. You guys are valuable, man, for for the country. Your line of defense um, that is just invaluable. This is what the country's made on. This is what we need. So good on you guys, man. Good on you. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, it's customary in Gunfighter Cast. Whenever you're on the show, you're gonna take us away by saying Gunfighter Cast out. Good to go. Well, it's been a good show. Thanks for having me, Daniel. This is Byron Rogers and uh, Gunfighter Cast out.